What's going on? And welcome into a game day edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. The Pelicans welcome in the Indiana Pacers today. Start of four games this week, thanks to the NBA. The Pelicans will head out after the game to go to Philadelphia to make up the game that should have been played a month ago. But that's another discussion for another day. And then the Pelicans will be back home on Friday and Saturday for another home back to back. But tonight is a very important night inside the Smoothie King Center. It is Star Wars night. So come in your costumes. There'll be a halftime performance uh, and there'll be plenty of stuff going on. And for that, we wanted to welcome T-Bob Bear, host of Off the Bench, 7 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday on ESPN 104.5. Also, you can hear him here in New Orleans on ESPN 100.3, your flagship station for Pelicans basketball. Hello, T-Bob. How are you, my friend? Daniel, what up, dude? Uh, very happy to be here. Um, I think you came to the right person for okay, Star Wars Night. I think it's a very good call uh, because as anyone knows who has ever really talked to me, quite frankly, uh, I am a bit of a, an obsessive when it comes to Star Wars. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely uh, excited. Good, good. I'm extremely excited to have you because I am not, you know, the biggest on Star Wars. And so I'm going to rely on you here to kind of fill me in on what I should expect tonight. But first, I kind of wanted to get into, look, there are so many Star Wars movies out there uh, for generations and generations. So this might be a really tough question to ask you, but is there a favorite one? Do you have one? Because that seems like it's pretty hard to choose from. Yeah, well, uh, you're right, right? There are a lot of um, nerdy qualifiers that you can add to this. Uh, like, because sometimes, you know, you can rank just the core Skywalker saga, which is now three different trilogies, your prequels, the OGs, and then your sequels, right? Uh, but now in the age of Disney, you've got some of the ancillary stories like a Rogue One or a Solo, a Star Wars story. And now in the age of Disney Plus, where uh streamings become so massive and they're putting so many resources in this show you have uh, stuff like mandalorian season one and two which are not movies but i mean are right up there if not at the top of really any star wars that has ever been made right now i'm currently loving book of boba fett so with all of those qualifiers in place uh i am a little chalky when it comes to my top star wars movie now i always used to answer a new hope which is, you know, 1977, episode four, A New Hope. And the thing there is, that is, I'm a sucker for origin stories, right? So we're talking like Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, A New Hope, first Harry Potter, like all of this stuff, because it's your first forays into these universes that I later fall in love with. I think it's just nostalgic roots there that last. So New Hope was always my answer in the past. Um, I Last Jedi, I kind of felt like maybe the best for a while. That's very controversial, but in the end... It was an experience we went through last year where now I am kind of in agreement with the Star Wars hive mind where pretty much the majority of, of, of Star Wars fans would say that Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars. And I was very, I had a cool experience last year where I think it was like the 40th anniversary. And so they re-released it in theaters and I got to go see Empire in theaters and mm. it really was very visceral and it stuck with me as to why it is so beloved because a new hope was this tantalizing dipping of the toe into this world, but they didn't know how big it was going to get. They didn't know it was coming. Right. And so empire, like a lot of these great sequels do just expanded the universe in terms of like production scale, story depth, just everything. It just really blew it wide open. And it's got peak Harrison Ford as Han Solo and, peak vader and you know the now infamous i am your father you know yeah. i know i'm your father reveal and so 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of run of the mill here. It's a long way to say that Empire Strikes Back is my top Star Wars movie. No, I need the thought process behind it. I think the listeners do too. So I'm glad you went into that as far as why you chose Empire Strikes Back. Um, so listen, we're gonna play a little game here because you know it is Star Wars night. So I want to compare some Pelicans players, if that that is even the case, with some Star Wars characters, your favorite Star Wars characters. So yeah, if you had to choose someone, we'll start with the, the man that's in charge, head coach Willie Green. If there was someone to describe Willie Green as a Star Wars character, where would you start? Where would you begin? You know, it's kind of interesting because I think the temptation in a lot of this is to just compare characters to the original trilogy, right? Mm -hmm. Or even the prequels. Sometimes the sequels amongst the fan base can be a little controversial, but this era of the Pelicans that we're in right now is so new and so young and 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 so fresh that I kind of can't help but be drawn to the sequels or or even maybe some of the newer content, some of the kind of side stories when uh when 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 kind of coming up with these comparisons. And look, Willie Green has done a fantastic job, right? There's kind of a uh, a pointless and kind of embittering thought exercise. You're like, man, what if you could have maybe given him a shot like a year earlier? And like how much like how much growth could have taken place? Because even the growth within this season has been uh, really quite insane. I mean, it's it, it, it just been spectacular. So if I was going to compare Willie Green to any character, okay, this is going to get really, uh, really, really nerdy here because I don't think this character necessarily got her just due on screen, and it is an old character, but I'm talking about the new version of her, and that is sequel princess leia right uh someone who in the original trilogy was a definite huge part of it but always kind of in the background a bit when it comes to um like you know you celebrate luke and han and they're out there fighting and dueling and everything and leia has her moments in the original trilogy but never really gets her chance to shine and unfortunately carrie fisher passed before uh rise of skywalker could be made but in last jedi and rise of skywalker we see Carrie Fisher really come into her own as General Organa, right? As General Leia Organa, where she is the leader of the resistance. And uh, sorry, my computer's doing stuff here. She's the leader <laughs> of the resistance. And she is the one who teaches Poe Dameron how to unlock, uh, you know, that it, that it's more, it's kind of what Brandon Ingram's trying to do, right? To spoil mm -hmm. it there, I would say Brandon Ingram's like Poe Dameron, the hotshot pilot, where you know he has all the skills, but he has to learn to lead he has to learn to be that guy poe dameron does and in last jedi it is general organa that teaches him this and in rise of skywalker had carrie fisher not passed now they still tried to piece this together with some unused scenes and stuff and it certainly felt clunky because that's very hard you're going into old footage and trying to write around it to make it new but in rise of skywalker she is the one who teaches ray right the 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 new hero of the story she is the one who brings her uh, up to power levels that she had never kind of conceived of before. And in the same way, you have Willie Green unlocking and teaching a lot of this young, raw Pelicans talent that they can be better, right? And, and, and teaching how to be a leader. So I would say specifically, Willie Green is sequel trilogy, Leia Organa, <laughs> what she could have been had Carrie Fisher not passed. Rest in peace.
See, I'm learning so much here because, again, I, I'm not someone that follows Star Wars too much, but these explanations at least are helping me tonight. May I can hold my own in a Star Wars conversation? Probably not, but no, that, that was a good start. Um, I'll, I'll do a few more here, and you mentioned Brandon Ingram. So, do we even need to mention anyone else? Yeah, no, or, I mean, look, I think okay. it's worth I think it's worth expounding. So, I think that Brandon Ingram is Poe Dameron, who is Oscar Isaac in the new movies, and um, a guy who has all of the skills, a dominant fighter pilot, like an all star level of of pilot, right? But what he has to learn in Last Jedi is it's not just about stuffing the stat sheet okay it has to start to translate into wins and sometimes um discretion is the better part of valor like if you get like in the movie for instance you know uh organa tries to call him off the attack and he sticks with it and in the end he does a good job but the losses they incur in him sticking with it is far greater than what he accomplished right so he wasn't really thinking from like a team perspective or, or knowing how to lead the entire crew. Well, you're seeing that growth out of Brandon Ingram, probably especially this season where he is making that transition from a hotshot pilot to true kind of military resistance leader. And so I, I very much see uh, Poe Dameron in, in Brandon Ingram. All right. I love it. I love it. How about Herbert Jones? He's an interesting guy, just from the sense that this is a guy, 35th overall pick out of Alabama. Uh, everyone talks about his defense and how that's been really the bread and butter for him. But now the offense is starting to come along, but this is a guy that if you don't have him on the floor, uh, it's tough for the Pelicans to overcome. And we've seen that here over the last few weeks and how Herbert Jones is starting to climb that, that rookie ladder, at least in the conversation early on for rookie of the year. So for someone like Herbert Jones, is there someone that you can think of that perfectly yeah. describes Herbert Jones in the star Wars team? Yeah. And again, I'm going to get very specific here. I'm going to go Love with it. Finn specifically who is another new character herbert jones rookie but finn but specifically force awakens finn because while i love star wars and i love all of it you know you can have critiques for things you love obviously you should right and if the, the maybe the greatest kind of ball that was dropped in the sequel trilogy was the development of finn as a character but in force awakens he's an incredibly dynamic character and something that we've never seen before someone who was a stormtrooper that essentially defected, right? And so for me, I hate Alabama. That's basically what he did. I mean, this is a stormtrooper <laughs> who defected, came to the good side, and now you're seeing his worth. And Finn has that worth in um, Force Awakens. I don't think it's really, I don't think his development over the next two movies is handled well. But like when you left Force Awakens, your head was spinning with the potential of Finn. And when you look at Herbert Jones, like your head is spinning with the potential of this second round pick where you got massive value out of him. Also, Finn, as a stormtrooper, was pretty unheralded. He was like at one point part of like the janitorial staff and stuff. So basically, he's kind of like a second round pick, which a lot of times the NBA are just complete afterthoughts. And yet now he's had this incredible impact. So I think that Herbert Jones does line up with Force Awakens Finn pretty, pretty, pretty spectacular. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad he mentioned. I'm glad he mentioned the Alabama hate because that was going to be my follow-up question. I was going to turn it back to basketball of how are you handling the situation that one of the Pelicans' better players comes from Alabama. Uh, I don't know if you you've kind of gotten over it and be like, hey, you know, this guy's helping the Pelicans, so I'm cool with it. Or deep down, you're like, man, if only he went to a different college. <laughs> no, professional sports make strange bedfellows of us all, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a reason why I can sit here and 
just slobber over my love for Chauncey Gardner Johnson, despite the fact that that was a Florida Gator DB. Right. It's like I hate Florida Gator DBs probably more than almost maybe any other position out there. But I love freaking CD Deuce. I love him clowning Eli Apple today. <laughs> I love him on the field on Sunday, right? So, like, no, I've Kyra Lewis Jr., Herbert Jones, it don't matter, man. If, if you are with my squad and the pros, and that's all good, it don't matter. We all got to take our different journeys to get where we need to be. And I might have cheered against you in the past, but no, it's all love. I mean, I learned to love uh, Mark Ingram, right? Like the list, the list goes right. on and on. I, I once you get in the pros, you have uh, transcended such things, in my opinion. Clean slate, basically, as long as you're helping the team out that you root for. So yes. I hear you. Um, before I let you go, am I missing anyone that maybe you've thought of that? Man, this could be this would be a great character on Star Wars, or vice versa. If I'm thinking of whether it's. Josh Hart, whether, I mean, we could go down the list of Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, oh, okay. I was going to say Josh Hart is Chewbacca, but now that you actually mention it, mm -hmm. uh, I do like Jonas as the Chewbacca analog here okay. because like uh, big time kind of glue guy, maybe a bit unheralded, uh, effective, very consistent, very uh, solid, kind of like a cornerstone of, uh, of, of, of what you're trying to build. And Chewbacca throughout all Star Wars movies uh, is that rock in both the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. And then it's just as simple as Chewbacca is huge and Jonas Valanciunas is huge. So like that makes sense. Uh, I would say Josh Hart. Um, Josh Hart has a lot of... Uh, swagger to him he's very likable i definitely get uh han solo vibes from josh Hart, but maybe like solo a star wars story han solo so not even harrison ford han solo i'm talking alden eichenreich han solo which solo is a good movie that a lot of <laughs> misdirected anger and toxicity kind of ruined the image of but like almost everybody likes it now it is a fantastic movie and so josh Hart in that same vein he's still young He's still kind of fine in his way, uh, but he just does kind of ooze cool. Uh, and that's one thing that Solo does is ooze cool. And, and, and Solo also had a pretty kind of roundabout journey to finding his family. And I feel like Hart's kind of been along the, the, the same line in a lot of ways. So that's where I would put Josh Hart. You ooze cool as well, because uh, you definitely handled this very well. I'm very impressed with what you've been able to do here with Pelicans players in Star Wars this Star Wars night on the Tonight at the Pelicans and the Pacers at the Smoothie King Center. T-Bob, before my daughter gets crying here, I really appreciate <laughs> the time. You did great. Uh, listen to Off the Bench every Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 on ESPN 104.5 in Baton Rouge, of course, and the simulcasted right here in New Orleans on 100.3 FM. T-Bob, thanks for the time. I appreciate the knowledge. Heck yeah, Daniel. And I got two little girls at home, so I completely get it. Good luck with the quarantine. Shout out Spidey and friends. Very fun yeah. show. Ghost Spider's awesome. And uh, yeah, man, Dan, you have a great day. Thanks so much for having me on. Super fun. Yeah, appreciate it, T-Bob. Great stuff from T-Bob. Again, Star Wars tonight inside Star Wars night inside the Smoothie King Center as the Pelicans take on the Indiana Pacers. Again, a, a huge week for the Pelicans. They head up to Philadelphia after the game tonight. We'll take on the 76ers tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Time. And then the Pelicans will wrap up the back-to-back -back on Friday and Saturday here in New Orleans, will take on the Nuggets on Friday, 7 p.m. Remember, that game was moved from Wednesday to Friday to make up for the Sixers game tomorrow. And then they'll wrap up the homestand on Saturday against the Boston Celtics. That was supposed to be a 5 p.m. Central on Saturday. But due to the back-to-back, -back, it'll now be 
at 6 p.m. Central Time. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you come out for Star Wars Night. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday for another edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeky. For my daughter, Lily, making a presence in the background. And for T-Bob Aber, I'm Daniel Sowerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeky.